Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, July the 29th, 2022. On today's show, we continue along the 2022 opponent preview series. On today's show, I break down the Gamecocks week eight opponent after the bye week, the Texas A&M Aggies, as they come to town at Williams-Brice Stadium on October the 22nd. Guys, we'll break down A&M in their entirety. We'll talk their head coach, how they fared a season ago, their best returning players on offense and defense, and I'll give my overall outlook for Jimbo Fisher's squad as well. Also, guys, news and notes to get into, including the end of a career for a South Carolina football player, a Gamecocks baseball player inking his contract, much more from there as well. And, of course, guys, we conclude on this Friday with your listener questions. We've got a packed show for you going into the weekend, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com, and when you do, use the promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got it, whether it be concerts, comedy club events, of course, Gamecock sporting events. Also, they've got what's called a deal score. So when you go to their website or on their app, they're going to tell you exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying. So when you click that buy button, guys, you're going to know you're getting the absolute most bang for your buck. So again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go do, do download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boys and girls, happy Friday. TGIF, hope you are all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always. And let's first off get this out of the way because I'm sure many of you are hearing this episode and wondering, Chris, why do you sound like you are in a library? Well, 
Here is why. We are not in studio, right? We're on the road in Myrtle Beach for the TSUS tour, which, by the way, went phenomenally last night. Shout out to all my Myrtle Beach Gamecocks. We are in the Airbnb because we are staying tonight. We're going to have a little bit of a beach day tomorrow in Myrtle Beach. The Airbnb that we are in, it is a rented room. It is not an entire place. And we have already gotten fussed at once for being too loud using my podcast voice. So there are other people here. They are watching TV. They are doing their thing. And so I've got to try to tone it down just a little bit. So let today forever be known as the Airbnb episode, if you will. So if you're wondering why, what's going on, that is why, again, I'm talking like I'm in the middle of a library. Maybe this will be a little bit more of a soothing sea Philly, a soothing podcast here on this Friday, what have you. Either way, we're going to rock, we're going to roll, we're going to get through it, and I'm very excited to chat with each and every single one of you as I try to tone it down. This is tough for me. This is tough for me because you all know I love to be passionate. I love to be fired up. I love to get after it. And so I'm, I'm trying to be on my best behavior today. But, uh, you know, hey, if we call some hell, whatever it is, what it is. Either way, guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. TGIF, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. And that's where I want to start, man. Uh, as we sit here in Myrtle Beach, I, I just want to say how eternally grateful I am and how thankful I am for everyone who showed up last night, showed love, supported. We had like an hour-long Q&A. Uh, Carolina Alehouse, that Myrtle Beach location, absolutely incredible, a fantastic venue. Highly suggest you guys check that out. And as I told you all before, you know, when we first not we first nailed down this Myrtle Beach date, um, you know, I, I've just moved to Greenville. And so I thought to myself, oh, you know, the four hour drive and it's going to be tough. But, you know, in the past couple of days, I got really excited, right, to go to a different part of the state. I hadn't been to Myrtle Beach since like 2015. And of course, never been to this this Myrtle Beach location, Carolina Alehouse. And and I knew, though, there were so many great Gamecocks in this area and and became really excited to go on this trip and go on this adventure. And guys, I, I tell you what. You know, I'm going to be saying this every single week, and so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I just want you all to know how extremely grateful I am. Um, You guys make my life, you know, I feel like I'm living the dream. I feel like my life is a dream every single day, and it's because of you guys and the fact that I get to pursue my passions and pursue my dreams and, and, and talk about the team that I love and do something that fulfills me to the level in which it does. And you guys rock with it and support it so hard. You know, you got people out asking questions, wearing the merch, uh, buying our merchandise on site. It, it's it's just incredible, man. So again, I, I can't say thank you enough. I can't express how grateful I am. Words just don't do justice. And, you know, every single tour stop we have, it just makes me more and more excited for the next stop, you know what I mean? Because I know there's just more of this to come and, and I can't say thank you enough for you guys rocking with the business and the brand and, and everything we do and, and rocking with me to the level in which you do, man. It, it's just, I'm so eternally grateful. And I, again, I can't say enough good things and Myrtle beach y'all freaking rock, man. Myrtle beach rock. The people that were there were incredible. Um, cannot wait to take in a beach day today. It's going to be an absolutely legendary time. And again, you guys are just You're awesome. Myrtle Beach, you were awesome, man. Thank you for bringing the heat for sure. On that note, guys, of course, we're in Myrtle Beach. So no Daily Crow today. No Daily Crow today due to the fact that we are out of town. However, I will most likely, I'm planning on doing a Twitter Spaces on the drive back. You can expect that to be around 3 o'clock, I'd say 4 o'clock, something like that, whatever. Uh, When we're on the way back from Myrtle Beach, I will be doing a Twitter Spaces, some sort of live today, some sort of content because there's still a lot to talk about. But no Daily Crow today. Today, final thing, guys, on the merchandise side of things, of course, there is new merchandise online at tsus.store. There is new merchandise online at tsus.store. 
store. Everything you can think of from polos to toddler wear to uh, new comfort colors variants to just all kinds of variants, hoodies, if you will. If you want to go ahead and gear up for hoodie season, we've got new hoodies. Um, so, again, really, really exciting stuff. Also, guys, our merchandise is officially on the rack at Todd and Moore. I mentioned before we were working on the Beamer Ball merchandise, uh, getting the sizes up to 4X and Garnet Black and White. Those are on the rack. They've also got the Beamer Ball Welcome Home koozies. If you guys want to go check that out, and again, shout out to our fine folks at Todd and Moore for carrying the merchandise. Really good stuff. Great people. And, again, excited they're carrying that. Also, guys, Rivals in Florence, South Carolina, has the TSUS merchandise, and we are restocking them right now with QB1 merch. Beamer ball hats, the merchandise, the momentum's at an all-time high. And again, guys, it's all because of you all, your love and support. So thank you all so much, man, for the continued love and support. We could not do this without you. On that note, hey, let's get after it. We're continuing along the 2022 opponent preview series today's show. We talk the Gamecocks week eight opponent, right? Because week seven is the bye week. Week seven is the bye week. Week eight opponent the Gamecocks will take on the Texas A&M Aggies Saturday, October the 22nd at Williams-Brice Stadium. As we all know, Texas A&M leads this series 8-0. The Gamecocks have never beaten the Aggies in their history, and last year A&M won the game by a final score of 44-14. to And what really was a game, guys, that was over from the jump. I mean, this is one that I remember they took the punt back for a touchdown. Uh, Zeb Nolan got, got the start in that one, and you just felt like, man, it was over before it even began. Being in College Station, already a really tough place to play, and – and the Gamecocks just really had no chance. It felt like that one just completely outmatched. You look at Texas A&M last year, though, just eight and four, four and four in SEC play, which is where we feel like, you know, we see all the the memes and the jokes on social media. That's kind of where this A&M program falls at eight and four, four and four, no matter how good they are or bad they are, they always seem to go eight and four for better or for worse. Um, breaking down the Aggies guys, their head coach, of course, Jimbo Fisher coming in his fifth season, 34 and 14 overall um, regarded as one of the best coaches in college football. Certainly one of the few active that have a national championship. And certainly again, they hired Jimbo Fisher to take that next step. And there's a lot of pressure on him this year after the recruiting class they had and the players they bring back and the players they bring in, um, there will be a lot of pressure and certainly, they feel like Jimbo Fisher is the guy to get him there. Again, how did they fare in 2021, guys? Let's go back and look over their schedule from a season ago. Uh, they began their season with three straight wins in the non-conference over Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico. They then lost in week four to the upstart Arkansas Razorbacks by a final score of 20 to 10, then lost the following week in a shocker, 26 to 22 to Mississippi State. They then, of course, guys, had the probably the win of the year, the performance of the year, beating Alabama on their home field, 41 to 38 off the game-winning field goal. Uh, they then won three straight after that, beating Mizzou, of course, South Carolina, and then beating Auburn before losing to Ole Miss by a final score of 29 to 19. They then beat Prairie View A&M before ending their season, beating, or excuse Excuse me, losing, losing to LSU. I apologize, losing to LSU 27 to 24 at Tiger Stadium. And of course, guys, we might recall they opted out of their bowl game. So eight and four, four and four was the final result there. And of course, that win over Alabama, that was the big one. That is the the feather in their cap, if you will, for the 2021 season. Let guys, let's break down the Aggies even further. Look at their best returning players on offense and defense. And we'll start on the offensive side. And this is one that I was sort of split on, right? Because when I think of A&M, I think big physical, I think of running game. But I tell you what, Anias Smith, the wide receiver on the outside, had just 47 catches for 509 yards and six touchdowns a year ago. I think he's going to be a big-time playmaker for them, guys. As a dude, he can do it all with the football. He's an absolute threat on the outside, and he will make you pay, and he will beat you deep. Anias Smith is the dude to watch on that 
offense. When you look at the best training player on their defense, now this is a defense, loses a lot up front, but in the secondary, they return some big-time playmakers, and Antonio Johnson, the safety, he leads that group at the, at the safety position, 78 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, one sack and one interception a season ago. This is a guy we're talking going to be probably – a big-time NFL guy. He was an All-American safety um, at nickel, I should say. Excuse me, but we'll probably shift to safety this season, but an All-American caliber player, and certainly Johnson is a guy that leads that Aggies defense. Now, guys, when you look at the overall outlook at Texas A&M, just nine returning starters and just four on the offensive side. Um, of course, the big conversations at quarterback, which we'll get into in just a second, but four on the offense, five on the defense. So not a lot of returning experience, and, and there will be a lot of new guys asked to do things and, and uh, you know, withstand the pressure. That is that pressure cooker in College Station. Those fans are expecting a big jump this season. And that takes me to my next point, guys, which is it's it's put up or shut up for Texas A&M, I think, this season. Um, you know, you got that $30 million recruiting class, and one of my questions is how quickly does Texas A&M see the return? You know, that might be their biggest that, that their biggest thing against them this year is that, yes, you spent $30 million in that recruiting class, but all that talent is extremely, extremely, extremely young right it's all young talents how quickly do they see a return on that 30 million dollar recruiting class but i still think it's put up or shut up man is a&m going to do the typical song and dance and and go eight and four four and four in sec play and just kind of be that team they've always been or are we going to see them break through finish second in the west go 10 and 2 11 and 1 and really challenge alabama there's going to be a lot to say about that at the quarterback position. Haynes King against Max Johnson, that quarterback battle. Of course, Max Johnson, guys, coming in from LSU, where he was very, very productive. Of course, Zach Calzada, the Zach Calzada, I should say, the quarterback from last year, he transferred to Auburn. But Max Johnson last year for LSU, he threw 27 touchdown passes, six interceptions for the Tigers. Uh, they've also got five-star prospect Connor Weigman, but uh I think the competition is between Max Johnson, Haynes King, who will be, I tend to think, or Max Johnson, excuse me, will get the nod because of his experience. But, of course, it's going to be very interesting to see anytime you've got a quarterback battle of that magnitude on a team like Texas A&M, it is a storyline to follow. Again, guys, when I was talking best overall offensive player and best returning offensive player, I almost gave you the name Devin Ashane. And for good reason, guys. You look at his stats last year, 130 carries, 910 yards, seven yards per carry and nine touchdowns. He didn't have the yards, but he had a better better yards per carry and more touchdowns than their starter, Isaiah Spiller, which we all remember him. So, Ashane does lead a potent rushing attack. When you look at them offensively, they returned three of five up front. Um, so, you'd expect them to be really solid. Yet again, running the football, uh, they will have those big bodies up front. And A&M is just always a really, really physical team, and Ashane should lead the latest for the Aggies in a potent rushing attack. Um, you know, the question again, will the running game, will the rushing attack for them be the strength? How much will they be able to do passing the football with a new quarterback? Again, you've got a Nia Smith on the outside, but you look, it looks like they're going to be starting a freshman, Evan Stewart on the outside as well. Chase Lane compliments Smith out there, the junior, um, at the tight end position. Hey, they lose. Um, what was the guy's name? They lose the big time tight end. God, what was his name? Um, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to see how do I not have this written down anywhere. Uh, anyways, they had a big time tight end, um, and I don't know who it is. No, no, can't find it. Oh, excuse me, Jalen Wattemeyer. God, why could I not find that name, Jalen? 
Weidemeyer is the guy. That dude crushed us. He ate our lunch. See, I think it's because I'm talking so quietly right now, and my brain's not functioning fully. Either way, Weidemeyer, thank God he's gone. But they do have Jake Johnson stepping in the freshman who was like a five-star guy. So either way, they'll probably be pretty good passing the football. But uh, will it be passed? Will it be run? How will they? What will they lean to on the offensive side? Now, in regards to this game specifically and the dynamic of this football game, right, the dynamic of this football game, a lot of folks want to talk about the bye week and what it means for the game. Guys, my question to you is this. Does the bye week actually even mean anything? Because guess what? You look at Texas A&M schedule. They've got at Mississippi State and at Alabama before they take on the Gamecocks. But what? guess what they also have? A bye week. So how much does the bye week really mean for Carolina? Does it really factor in the ballgame? I hate to say it, guys, but I don't know that it does. I don't know that it does. I, uh, you know, I, I'd like to think because you sh- we've all seen the stat. Carolina's fourteen and two, all coming off a of bye week since two thousand nine. You look at last year, you took take on Florida after the bye week, and certainly you had great success there. I'm not sure that it means a ton though. Maybe the Gamecocks can find a spark, find something, but A&M is going to come in ready to play, guys. The bye week's not going to give you some crazy upper advantage on on Texas A&M. You're going to have to be ready to play good football. And my final question, guys, is this, because I've told you all before, and I hate to say it, when I look at the schedule, believe it or not, this is the game that I come into with the least amount of hope and the lowest expectations, and it's because this series has just been so damn lopsided, right? This series has been so lopsided. This series has been... I, just A&M has absolutely dominated, especially here of late. My question is this, can the Gamecocks even bring a, a competitive, a sense of competition back to this series? Because, hey, beating A&M would be great. Being, beating A&M would be awesome. Hey, let's just try playing a competitive game against them first, right? Let's try doing that. And, yes, I know A&M's got a better roster than you, size, they're bigger than you, they're faster than you, top to bottom. I think they're just a better team than you. Um, but I don't think they're they're Goliath. You know, they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. Could this be the game? You know, we feel like every year the Gamecocks are just so so likely to pull some big upset, you know, and, and win one they're not supposed to. Could Texas A&M be that game this year? And, again, I think it's one of those that until it happens, I'm just – I have no hope, right? You're 0-8 against them, and they've dominated you. But – you think about it, streaks are meant to end, and at some point, this streak, South Carolina, you would think, is going to beat Texas A&M. I'm not picking it. Maybe it's the year, but I just think this is one, guys, I'll be I, I'll be totally honest with you. I think I just psyched myself out mentally because I feel like South Carolina has no chance in this game, and I, I have no hope in this game just because like we've never had any sort of success against Texas A&M. Like there have been, we've been playing them for, this will be the ninth year. And there are like maybe two or three bright moments, like even just bright moments that I can think about from this series. I mean, it's absolutely crazy, but either way, maybe the Gamecocks can bring competition and they can also bring home a victory when it comes to this game as well. So guys, that's going to do it for me for my breakdown of Texas A&M as again, we continue along the 2022 opponent preview series. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the Aggies. What do you think about this game? Am I being too harsh? Am I not, am I not giving South Carolina enough of a chance in this football game? And if you think so, why is that? What, why do you think this is the year South Carolina is able to not only return a competitive nature to the ball game, but also maybe even beat Texas A&M? We'd love to hear from you. Guys, let's move to my news and notes. Uh, on the gridiron, Shane Beamer confirming that Rick Sandage's Carolina football career and football career as a whole is indeed over. He will be taking a medical hardship this year. 
thus effectively ending his career. You know, it's a shame. I remember when he committed to the Gamecocks back in 2018. I think he was Will Muschamp's top signee of that class, and we all had a lot of hope for the signee out of Concord, North Carolina. But uh, just really unfortunate, man. And you pray for that kid, and you hope the best for him. And it, and it's just, you know, injuries happen, and it's something you got to deal with and you got to live with. And, you know, it's just unfortunate it happened to him. So, uh, you know, we, we knew he was battling injuries. He was not a guy that I expected to contribute this year just because of the simple fact, again, he could not get over the injuries. But it is a shame that it, it takes away his passion, his love, his career. And, uh, you know, again, you wish him the best, and maybe he can find a role within Gamecocks football. Also, guys, uh, for the Yardcocks, Josiah Seitler officially inking his deal with the Pirates, thus assuring he will not be back for the 2023 season. I know that was sort of up in the air, but Josiah Seitler will not be back. So congratulations, Josiah. And uh, that's just one more one more piece from Mark Kingston to Hatfield. Guys, before we get out of here, we're going to dive into your listener questions. Uh, Blood Fias, is any chance we see Lil Turbo in the field? Maybe in a return type of role. Maybe in a return type of role. Who knows? Krusty Andy, <clears throat> any mismatches in our favor? I don't have a lot of hope for this game. <sighs> I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. Unfortunately, what our strengths are going to be and what their weaknesses might be really don't line up. Um, maybe a, a a blitzing, attacking defense that I know Clayton White will have. Maybe getting after a quarterback that that is you know that is new within this offense. But I, I think A and M top to bottom. And unfortunately, what sucks, guys, A and M replaces every player up front, like they're starting four, but do you really expect our offensive line to take advantage? I mean, that could be an area where if we're running the football, maybe we could, but right now I can't say for certain, oh, that's going to be a strength for us and we're going to be able to push them around because we haven't been able to do that like ever. So Parker Godfrey, they don't have a great quarterback. We have a great chance after bye week. Again, Parker, they also have a bye week. But let's just get that out there. I think a lot of people don't realize that or don't care, but they do. So, I mean, I don't know how we can lean on the bye week and say, oh, the bye week's going to be the difference. It's like they also have a bye week. So it's like just X that out and pretend that's not even a thing. Um, Cade says, where there's a rattler, there's a way. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Big Guffy says, do we have to? Dude, at some point, I don't want to play A&M anymore either. David Barnes, 76, is most confident W on the schedule. I love that. Love the confidence. Love the confidence. WM says, good but worried at the same time. T. Anderson, 005, says, can't wait to be in Willie B for it. I feel like it could be our year. And my friend, I hope you're right, T. Anderson. I hope you're right because, man, I'm so sick and tired of losing to Texas A&M. I'm so sick and tired of losing to Texas A&M. So, hopefully you are right. Guys, thank you so much for the questions. Thank you for always being engaging and appreciate you all tuning in. Again, I want to reiterate and say again, man, if you can make it, check the dates, check the TSUS tour, come on out to whichever Carolina Alehouse location we'll be at next week, of course, is downtown Greenville, which will be really, really cool. That's going to be a really fun one. But I want to reinforce and restate and reiterate, you Myrtle Beach folks, my Myrtle Beach Gamecocks, man, shout out to y'all, man. Everybody that came out, man, I, I can't say thank you enough. The love support. I mean, again, dude, I, you know, it's not that I need a reminder, but it's just a, it's just a nice reminder, too, of like why I'm doing this when I go to events like last night and I'm meeting guys like uh, Saltwater Swag and Will from Dirty Myrtle and Brian Lattimore, who's in the Big Cock Club, and and Matt Johnson, and I'm meeting these other guys, and I'm you know anybody who I'm forgetting, I, I really do apologize, but like I'm meeting people that I've interacted with on social media over the years, or you know that have supported the business, and I, and I've interacted with and talked to, and again, guys, I believe in the power of a handshake, I believe in the power of looking somebody in the face and saying. 
thank you for supporting us. Thank you for rocking with what I do. Thank you for rocking with everything TSUS, the merch, the content, the podcast, the social media. I mean, literally everything. And and it's just so cool, man, to have those conversations and, and be able to have the opportunity to talk Gamecocks and obviously have great fellowship and and also sell some fantastic merchandise and but also show gratitude to you guys and show love and let you all know how appreciative I am of you. And it just means the absolute world that you guys, that you guys would come out. You know what I mean? Like you could be doing anything else, but you take your time to come out and, and show love and show support. And, and again, man, I, I words just don't do justice, how grateful I am. And, I, and I'm living a dream and my life is a dream. My, my life is, is everything I hoped it could have been and more. And it's all because of you guys, man, supporting because without, the, without you guys, TSUS wouldn't be what it is and would not be what it's becoming. So, man, again, Thank you all so much. I appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday.